Hi everybody, the episode that you're about to listen to has been available for about a week now. Of course, it's only available on patreon.com slash rundownwrestling, but yeah, why didn't, why haven't signed up yet? And why didn't you listen to this a week ago? I mean, I just got one thing to ask you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Shut the fuck up, cunt. What the fuck is wrong? Get your finger out my butter and just run along. It's your mom you need a cuddle from. You don't belong inside the dungeon that I'm coming from. Fuck it, you'll find a bunch of needles in my cupboard. Cause I've been keeping evil as a puppet. Motherfucker subject, I'll talk about a proper cunt in public. And switch like I'm drugged up and bump another subject. And I ain't give a fuck, I never have. I'll chop your nuts off and stuff them in a motherfucking level bag. Slap it, I can't lie, that's my favorite sound. I'll say it out without a hint that you make it bow. Welcome everybody to the revitalization of a spot of NXT. While Adam is still on vacation from watching NXT UK, I figured I'd slide on in, not to his DMs, but to his hosting chair. It is the return of a spot of NXT, and I am covering April 14th's episode. Now... Obviously, we've had a little time off between the last spot of NXT and this one. So, I'm going into this uh, dry and blind. Uh, I do know the current champions. The NXT UK champion is still Ilya Dragunov. The NXT UK Heritage Cup champion is Noam Dar. The NXT UK Women's Champion is Maiko Satomura. And the NXT UK Tag Team Champions are... Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. So, I know nothing of the storylines going on. I know nothing of some of the new people that are on the show. So let's go on this journey together. The episode starts off with Nigel McGuinness and something called an Andy Shepard welcoming us to the BT Sports Arena Center? Coliseum? Back alley bra? I don't know. Uh, Francesca Brown is our ring announcer. She is, uh, she's fine. I didn't actually see her, so I don't know what she looks like, but uh, her voice is nice. And we start off with our first match of the evening, Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars versus Gallus, a.k.a. the Coffee Brothers. The Coffee Brothers are out first, and they're in, they have matching colors, but not matching gear, which... Uh, at first, I was like, well, that's kind of a missed opportunity. But apparently, the current storyline is that the Coffee Brothers are at odds with each other. So I guess that makes sense. They are still in Gallus, which is a group that has existed 
pretty much since the start of NXT UK, uh, with Wolfgang being the third member of the group. Shepard calls them the Gallus Brothers. Nope, that's not their names. So, it would seem like we're either heading to a Gallus breakup or at least a Coffee Brothers split. I don't know if that means that Wolfgang will uh, keep one of them in the divorce or not, but I guess we'll find out. Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars arrive next. They still do the shaky cam when Mastiff stomps because he's a fat fuck, you see. Uh, they thankfully don't do it the entire time he walks. It's just when he does, like, uh, half-ass Rhea Ripley stomps. So I know Adam hates Jack Stars. And so instantly I was curious to find out why. And then I already got... <laughs> exactly why because this is literally wish.com maverick and killian dane yeah mastiff and fuck which coffee brother is which let's call him joe uh they start off and master pushes joe coffee uh when he goes for a cross body which was a, a nice move stars gets in and instantly gets dropped because he's like 120 pounds sopping wet more coffee has 90 written on the back of his trunks. I don't know what that's about. I assume there's a reason for it. I, I'm going to assume he's not that young. Stars has the most generic ring gear you could come up with. It's black pants. It's stars in like Times New Roman written on the back. And then there's like just a red spot above his ass. Like it looks like he's bleeding from his anus and it's just like pouring out the top. Which I'm sure is a visual that you'd love to have in your head right now. Joe Coffee gets back in and Stars goes on the offensive before he takes in Mastiff. Joe picks up Mastiff, which is impressive, but Stars drop kicks Mastiff in the ass and he's able to just fat himself into a two count. Stars gets back in, hits an elbow, then takes back out. Mastiff hits one move, then takes back out. And then we repeat this, and repeat it, and repeat it. So these like yeah okay so these guys do sort of like the normal uh big guy and little guy teaming thing which is i'm gonna grab my little teammate and i'm just gonna chuck him on top of my opponent and it's done so much now that it's no longer like entertaining like kane and xbox when they used to do it you're like oh shit and then it's like okay well now Anybody, like, here's Enzo getting chucked by, uh, by Big Chaos, and here's, uh, Serpentico getting chucked around by Luther, and it's just, it's just, it happens so often now, it's just lost all, all meaning to me. Mastiff blind tags in, but no one, like, he, he can't have blind tagged in, because, first of all, he, like, batters the back of stars, and it makes an audible noise. Second, Joe Coffey is standing right in front of them. Like, he can see this. Also, the ref who's standing next to Coffey loudly goes, Tag! But apparently Joe's an idiot because he didn't notice any of this and sells it as if, like, this blind tag he wasn't expecting. Joe hits a missile dropkick, and Mark gets the hot tag. He rips Jack Stars apart and bulldogs him for two. Star's back body drops Mark, which isn't as bad as Marco's stunt getting the better of Kenny Omega, but it's close. 
Joe elbows Mark on the back to blind tag him, and Mark apparently can't feel anything because he doesn't understand why he isn't getting the pin counted and why he's not the legal man anymore. You, did you not feel that? Like, are you going into concussion protocol right now? Are you okay, bro? Stars takes in and hits a pinning powerbomb to win the match. Look, this match was fine. Uh, I don't really have any strong feelings for Jack and Mastiff. Uh, Jack and Mastiff getting off a win only matters because of the storyline between Joe and Mark. Like, they, they that, that was their role in this. I don't think that they actually have a storyline. So, but again, like, the, the Joe and Mark getting mad at each other, it's such a paint-by-numbers storyline where it's like, Okay, it's two dudes. They're in a tag team, but now they're mad at each other, so like one of them's gonna do dumb things to cost them the, the team the win. And we're just gonna keep going on it. But after the match, the brothers coffee jaw Jack until Wolfgang arrives. It's interesting to see how many people are here from the start of NXT UK. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It shows a lot of longevity on their part. But, I didn't... Uh, there really wasn't that many new people to me. Like, there's there's one debut coming up. And then there's a jobber, which doesn't really count. And the main event sees Teoman in a match. And I haven't really seen too much of him. Uh, I, I sort of stopped doing Spot of NXT before he, he got signed, so I, I was interested for that match coming up, but, um, all in all, uh, a fine match to start the event, start the match, or the, the show off. Last week, Roderick Strong made a trip overseas to face Ilya Dragunov. Ilya retained cleanly, and his 240-day reign continues. Some mushmouth backstage lady talks to Dragunov after the match last week. He says that it was like a near-death experience, and Roddy walks up and tells Ilya he is special, and they shake hands. So Roddy's a face when he's overseas? Jordan Devlin walks up, who I can guarantee you is still a heel. Devlin says he is the Irish ace, and Ilya can't beat him one-on-one. -on -one. So that's the entirety of his reason for spooking him, I guess? He's like, you may have the championship, and you may be really good, but I'm, I have a catchphrase, so I'm better than you. So there's a feud going on between Sam Gradwell and Kenny Williams. So Sam Gradwell is a dude that I have never fucking cared about. Kenny Williams has, I don't know, <laughs> if I recall correctly, he used to look a little bigger, but he looks like he's on meth now. But apparently in a match that they had together, Kenny cut Sam's douchebag mohawk off, which he should be thanking him because he looks much better without it. Uh, but they're going to have a street fight or something like that. Back alley brawl? I think that's what they're calling it. Hopefully it's like the old like street fights where both guys just wore jeans and no shirts and fought it out. And now that they were actually wearing gear, one can hope at least. But that's, uh, I guess, a feud that we've got going on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mark that one down. Uh, <laughs> Mako Satomura arrives in a suit. She is the final boss. 
Isla Dawn stole the belt three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And we're just addressing this now. Also, can we stop doing belt-stealing storylines? They are never entertaining. They haven't been entertaining for the longest time. And it seems like it's like wrestling trope number 247. Mako says she is here to speak Isla Dawn. Uh, I guess Isla Dawn is a form of language. Uh, which, uh, if I were to assume what the Isla Dawn language is, it's just talking like a goon and then it's like annoying people. She says Isla has something that belongs to her. Well, I mean, it belongs to WWE, but I get it. You're renting it. She says, come here and bring me my NXT UK Women's Championship. Short and to the point, you're not going to get much more out of Mako, and you don't need to. Like, she's the boss, the final boss. So, you know, she doesn't need to have, like, a big, long, drawn-out thing. Isla Dawn then walks out. She talks about Mako missing the title, and Isla says she has been fucking the title belt. Or something. She's definitely acting like that thing has rubbed up against her in nefarious ways. Isla tells her she will give her back the belt if Mako puts it on the line in a match of Dawn's choosing. Nothing is said from Mako. Isla just puts the belt on the mat and kisses it, which don't do that. I've seen what people do to title belts. And then walks away. Mako never agreed to anything, by the way. So, you could have easily just given up your, like, one trade ship for nothing. <sighs> Mako says if Isla wants to fight her, all she had to do was ask. she That's what she's doing, Mako. She's asking. That, that's what this whole thing is about. Isla then spits Alistair Black's cum in Mako's face. And Isla says her ascension will take place in a world of darkness. Which I assume means it's either going to be a lights out match with like the physical lights out, as in like nobody has to watch it, and then Mako just shows up next week with the title belt. Or it's like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Shadow Realm match, and one of them is going to die. Amal, I think that's how you pronounce it, is asked by Mushmouth if she's going to watch... Eliza Alexander's debut match. Mal wasn't told where the camera was pointing because she's staring off to the side of it, but she is upset that Zia Brooks' bodyguard Eliza Alexander got the better of her. That is a, a long sentence to say. The French Hope is going to beat their asses, or something or other in French. I don't know. I didn't bother translating it. So, apparently Amal and Zia Brookside and... Eliza Alexander feuding. Got it. I'll, I'll mark that one down too. I also didn't know Zaya Brooks said it was a heel, but that definitely seems like she is. During the break, a camera caught Gallus arguing before Joe Coffey leaves and Wolfgang tells him to fuck off. He already left. And, and he probably didn't hear you anyways. Mark Andrews is with Wild Boar? So this was my first surprise, because last I checked, Wild Blor, Blor, Wild Boar was with Primate in The Cunt, and Mark Andrews was with Flash My Johnson, or whatever his name is, in South Wales subculture. Andrews says Wild Boar and him have been friends for a long time. Wild Boar then spikes the audio, screaming about wanting to fight any Dennis. 
and Wild Boar says Symbiosis is the Hunted. And then Mark Andrews pulls out a chair that has the South Wales subculture logo on it, so I guess Wild Boar is part of South Wales subculture? I guess? I don't know, I'm writing it down. Wild Boar and Mark Andrews first Symbiosis is another feud. I guess. Eliza Alexander takes on Angel Hayes next. Angel Hayes gets a jobber entrance, which makes sense considering that she's a jobber. And she is facing Eliza Alexander. I don't know anything about Eliza Alexander either, but she... Is she bigger than Zaya Brookside? Yes. She is She is taller, she is a little more physical. Is she much bigger than Angel Hayes? Not really. So she doesn't really look like the bodyguard type, but sure. She does have, however, a bitching angel wing tattoo on her arm. Zaya Brookside bounces around next to her, which... Uh, uh, sure. I assume when these two tag with each other that Alexander will pick up Zaya Brookside and throw her into her opponent at some point in time. They start the match with a rest hold, which is always a joy. Hayes gets a spin kick, then a drop kick, and then a roll up for two. So, Eliza has those great shorts where the bottom of your ass hangs out, and I approve. Eliza fucks up a two count, then batters Angel with some forearms. We get dueling chance, but not what you would think. The dueling chance is one half of the crowd says, let's go Angel, and the other half of the crowd chants, Eliza sucks. So I can at least appreciate that they're turning it on its head a little bit, and, and I'm okay with that one. Eliza kicks the cute off of Angel, who manages to get back up and get some elbow ins, elbows in. Uh, then she hits a sling blade, which Andy calls a lateral press. That wasn't that, buddy. Angel goes for a super kick, but Eliza catches her and clotheslines her. Andy says, that will break a nail. Fuck you, Andy. That's some misogynistic shit. I'm pretty sure you don't say that shit when the men are wrestling. A running boot to the face puts Angel Hayes away? Her finisher's a running boot? Okay. Again, she's not big enough for that to look as intimidating as I think she believes it does. But, Zaya jumps around cheering. So, there's that. We... Oh, oh that match was okay. It's fine. It... I get it, you know. It's it's a chopper match. It's a, it's a squash. It, it wasn't quite... It's a, like the new style of squash matches, where the, your opponent gets a little bit of offense in, but you're like, we know where this is going. Amelia McKenzie is in the dressing room when Mushmouth asks, uh, she, she specifically says, you're on a winning streak. What's the reason for that? Which is an odd way to put it, because it was like, are you, like, you seem upset by the fact that she's on a winning streak. Uh, but Amelia says hard work pays off, and apparently she's been training with Mako, and when you train with the best, you become great. Stevie Turner takes offense to this, and she says, in a world where everyone is fighting to be number one, Amelia chose to be number two. Which, surprisingly, isn't a poop joke, but it's only because this is NXT UK, and Vince McMahon is just like, how are we even doing that? Uh, Mako chose Amelia because she doesn't see her as a threat, which is a good burn. Good burn. 
So Amelia McKenzie and Stevie Turner are in a feud with each other? Sure. Uh, I'm sure it's probably because they're like, we look almost identical to each other. So that'd be a good reason to feud. Stevie's got a little bit blonder hair. That's about it. Mustache Mountain talk about re uh, remaining champions. And apparently Trent Seven cheated to remain tag team champs against Smith and Carter. Seems Mustache Mountain might be turning heel. Or at the very least Trent Seven is turning heel. And maybe they're going to split up Mustache Mountain, which is, I think, their longest tenured tag team other than the Coffee Brothers, who are also kind of splitting up. Oliver Carter apparently beat Tyler Bates, and then Trent Seven beat Ashton Smith with a handful of tights. So they set up Carter and Smith versus Mustache Mountain for next week. So we'll see who retains the belts. Um... Or, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fine if you want to do it. Like, Tyler Bate has had his, uh, like, time as a singles guy. You know, he was, he's a, I guess he's a Triple Crown champion, right? Because he had the Heritage Cup, too. Um, so, if you wanted to split them up and, and, and do something, I just don't know that I want to see a Tyler Bate and Trent Seven feud, honestly. I, th I, I like them better as Mustache Mountain, and, and we haven't really gotten the, like... I, I, it seems like they're not ever going to be on the main roster. Not that that's a good thing at this point. And Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter are a really good tag team. They're, they're a lot of fun. I think that they would be uh, good tag team champs. But we'll see what happens next week. But uh, it's a match I'm looking forward to. Because I, I, I like both teams. We get to our main event. Teoman versus A-Kid. Teoman arrives with Charlie Dempsey and Rohan Raja, which is apparently D-Famil, uh, which is their group name. Teoman is the smallest of the group, but he's apparently the leader. Sure. A-Kid arrives. Teoman tries to spin-kick A-Kid, but he ducks out of the way. Kid gets him in a bow and arrow, but Teoman flips over for a cover and two. Some chain wrestling leads to Dempsey distracting the ref, and Raja grabbing a kid off the apron and hitting him with a dropkick. Teoman then hits a leaping elbow to the back of a kid. Teoman suplexes a kid and starts to grab his left leg. Uh, it appears to just be selling and nothing serious, and the match continues, and it didn't Although it didn't really play... Well, no, it didn't really play a part in the rest of the match. But, sure. Teoman attempts a crossface, but A-Kid gets him back into the corner. And Kid kicks Teoman in the titties and gets a two-count. He hits a suplex for two, and then gets a sleeper hold in. They trade reversals, and Teoman hits a page-turner for two. I don't know what the other name for that move is. That's, it's just what Page calls it. Teoman gets a trapped leg backbreaker and hits a running forearm shot for two. A kid catches Teoman with a springboard for a sleeper, then tries to transi transition into an armbar, but Teoman gets to the ropes. Teoman rocks a kid with a punch, and kid falls out of the ring. Teoman tries for another running forearm, but eats the ring steps instead. The other members of Defamil check on him. A kid topes onto Dempsey and Raja, effectively taking them out of the match, and Teoman and a kid get back in the ring, 
and Teoman hits a reverse flipping DDT and picks up the win. Not a clean victory, obviously. They're still keeping A-Kid strong. I still hate the fact that his name is A-Kid. But it was a really good match. The, uh, the internet loves to tell us that they love professional wrestling and that they don't like sports entertainment. Well, guess what, assholes? NXT UK is professional wrestling. The way that the matches go are tentacle workshops every match. Or, at the very least, are very well thought out wrestling matches. So, there's no reason why you shouldn't be watching NXT UK. And, look, this was a one-hour show. And we literally got, like, the groundwork for seven different feuds. Honestly. And that's impressive. So, there there really is no reason you shouldn't be watching Spider Man NXT. Now, I understand that they have lost a little bit of their star power. Obviously, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, Volter, uh, the other Imperium guys, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, Grizzled Young Vets, Pretty Deadly. Like, I get it that they have had a lot of their people get moved out and haven't really replenished too much, so much so that they're bringing some regular NXT US guys over to run some matches and kind of put over Ilya Dragunov. So the top of the card is a little devoid of main challengers for Dragunov. The middle of the card is fantastic. There is a wealth of talent there. The women's division is like you got Satomura as as the top and she does bring that kind of gravitas to her but you've got all of these like young women that you're that you're building up now and that and that she's going to put over hopefully not Aldon that honestly uh it's a lot of fun there too i you know i would still put it kind of below um most of the other WWE women's divisions but i still but i think that you know i would put it above some of the other uh, independent circuit women's divisions. They, they've got some people that have a lot of talent and a lot of promise, and that's what I'm really interested in. So I will have another one of these uh, next week. So anyone who's listening to this when this comes out on Patreon, thank you for being a uh, patron and for... You know, giving your hard-earned money to us to, to help us out cover some of our own costs here. Uh, if you are listening to this on the regular free feed, go on over and, and just check out what we got going on over there at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Uh, but I have been Troy, this has been a spot of NXT, and I will see you on the next one. Bye bye